Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? I'm starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. Welcome back to Steven Destroy, the podcast where we're watching every Steven Seagal movie so you don't have to. I'm James. I'm Dylan. This week we're talking 2006's Shadow Man, directed by Michael Kush. Kush. Uh, OMK. Uh, but Dylan, this week, you know, we got, we're not going at it alone. We have a guest that I'm actually, I'm really excited about our guest this week. Uh, it's going to be the first time anyone has ever been on this show that would actually be considered a podcaster, uh, including Dylan and myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is the editor-at-large at Talk Film Society, so ki- he's kind of like an uncle to us. And then he hosts the podcast Monsters Never Die, uh, an actually very, very good podcast. Uh, I use the, the word actually there relative to our podcast. <laughs> Uh, but the great Matt Curione. Hello! Thank you for coming on, Matt. Uh, How we doing, boys? Are we ready to talk some Steven Seagulls? <laughs> Man, I think Dylan and I are both so exhausted talking about Steven Seagull that you... I believe it! Uh, <laughs> I've never discussed the man's work on a podcast, so I'm kind of looking forward to this. This will be interesting. And um, that's an energy, yeah. yeah, that's an energy that's rare for this show. Uh, being excited to talk about Steven, we're, we're so happy to hear you say that. Um, I mean, this is only my second time, uh, my second Steven Seagal movie, so boy howdy, am wow. I excited to talk about this dude. So what, what was your first one? Under Siege. Mm. A yeah, classic. Makes sense. A bona fide That movie owns. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's I, a movie. It's a, on a boat. It's a movie, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones kicks ass in that movie. He does. That's that's objectively true. true. Yeah, totally yeah, true. Absolutely. Complete agreement. Uh, well, Matt, you are uh, the host of Monsters Never Die. I uh, am. It is a, a, a actually like a really good show. Uh, I don't we think I've ever, over there. I've ever told you that. But you and your co-host oh, Jacob, and it, it's a really great show. I definitely recommend people check that out. Uh, pause this one, listen to every episode they do, and then you can come back. Um, we have uh, we have fun over there, and it only st- it started as like a, a limited series, so that was fun. We were, we were going to do all the Universal monsters, and then you know Jacob and I had such a good time podcasting that I kind of convinced him to keep going. So now it's a monthly show, and we have a lot of fun. It's it's a good time. It's a good thing that you you won that uh, that battle. You talked a bit yes. to it. Um, I really didn't have to twist his arm. Here's here's my question. Go for it. When are you going to have me on to talk about Cloverfield? Uh, hmm. Hmm. I'm springing it on you right now live. So when you say Honest- no, not going to happen. Honestly, <laughs> we have a kaiju episode planned. So we would probably have you on for that. Mm. Well, I, I need a full hour. That's fine. Okay. All right. Well, That's as long fine. as you can accommodate that. We're we'll all do set. our giant killer monster series. That'll be fun. All right. You ready to talk about like an actual real world monster? 
Can we? Yeah, I, I could tell that you're, you, you've been itching. I've been telling you, you've been trying to talk to me outside of the recording about it. I've been begging you. He's a, he's a weird dude. He, Steven, Steven Seagal's a weird dude just taking carrots and eating them from people. Um, I've seen the memes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the memes. I don't think he was supposed to eat that carrot. The yeah, that's what's, so, that's what's so great about that. Is like, <laughs> he, it's, he just instinctively just starts gnawing down on that carrot. It's, He's it's like, just wonderful. Dump. The memes like, make him seem like a lot more harmless and goofy than he really is, though. Yeah, yeah that's no, like the thing he, you got to keep in mind. Yeah, he's like scary. Yes, yeah. he is he's scariest dude. Yeah, um, big scary slab of beef. <laughs> well, so kind of one question that we already half answered is just in general going in. How much did you know about Steven Seagal? In whatever way um, that kind of, you know, whatever that means to you. And then just what uh, did you expect from Shadow Man going in? Okay, well, I knew that he was, you know, he was big in the 90s with, you know, his martial arts, you know, movies, his action films. Uh, I had only seen one of them before this, uh, which was Under Siege, and that was a pretty good movie. Uh, he, I know that nowadays he's a meme. And I was not expecting much from this movie because it's a direct-to-video movie from 2006. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Um, here's another question for you: Did you understand Shadow Man? Did you feel like you knew what was going on and why? Kinda. Okay. Kinda. It's yeah. uh, it's kind of like a uh, poor man's Taken, except uh, way more talky. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a government subplot going on and there's like a doomsday virus that's going to happen and only Steven Seagal can save his daughter. Yeah, that, that's and save the world at the same time. That's pretty much all stuff that we've seen before many times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, there there's not a single thing in this movie that Dylan and I have not seen. Yeah, before oh boy. This, is, some this, way is, or another. this is extremely uh, run of the mill direct to DVD, Seagal. But have you seen Academy Award nominee Imelda Staunton? You know what? Act, act not with Steven Seagal, but with someone who kind of is shaped like him. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a very interesting part, and we'll get right into that. Um, yeah, what the hell is she doing here? <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I'm not ashamed to admit. That upon seeing her, I did not know why I recognized Imelda Staunton, <laughs> um, and I was like, well, "Let me let me take a little look at her Wikipedia page, see who this woman is." And uh, uh. you know, yes, uh, Academy Award, but also you know, probably most known for uh, playing Dolores Umbridge mm-hmm. in Harry Potter movies. And it is very. There's a lot of times that we'll see people next to Steven Seagal. Or at least, you know, it's implied that they're next to Steven Seagal. You got to use some <laughs> suspension of belief and believe that they're next to Steven Seagal. Yes. Uh, but there's definitely sometimes there are certain actors near him where it's just kind of hard to believe. And this is yeah. definitely one of them. This is definitely one of them. I mean, even in, like, I guess his heyday, Tommy Lee Jones with Steven Seagal is pretty tough. Yeah. And this is, this is, like, a pretty similar one, at least relative to his... Like where he is right now. Oof. Um, but Oof. <laughs> Dylan, what about what about you? You know, what did you? How'd you feel? How did, did you I understand feel? it? I did understand Shadow Man. Um, 
speaking of this all being things we've seen before, I have actually seen some of this movie before. Um, I what? Uh, there's a scene at the airport, or at an airport at the beginning of this movie, uh, that I began to recognize. Oh, I I know what's going to happen. I've seen part of this movie before. Uh, I assume with you. I don't know if you had the same recollection where you realized you had seen some of this before. But uh, I think on TV at some point I've seen some of this movie. No, I I have not seen Shadow Man before. It it is in theory possible. Our introduction to Steven Seagal was like some big you know eight movie pack for five dollars at Walmart that I know for a fact Shadow Man was in. Mm-hmm. So it's like in it is feasible, I guess. But there's not a second of this movie that seemed familiar to me. <laughs> this this seems like one of those movies that would be on the mid two thousands on FX, like you know movies for dudes who like movies. Uh, you know, I I I don't that even whole think. Thing. I don't think FX. This is like Spike TV. <laughs> like Tuesday, Ugh. 2 p.m. Spike TV. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta compete with the soaps. Yeah, well, at least FX, you know, played, like, relatively good stuff. This is Sometimes. Some, yeah. Well, when I think FX, I think that I saw Night and Day over and over again. It's and, a good movie. Uh, taken. And, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you just named two good movies. Yes, that's my point. <laughs> FX was reliable. <laughs> Spike TV, Jesus. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Spike TV. Oh, it's not around anymore? No, now it's... Like, well, they, tell you. they made it like the Paramount Network, but I think even the Paramount okay. Network is... I think that died too. God, yeah. Rip. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Where am I going to go to watch A Thousand Ways to Die? <laughs> All right. Um, well, Matt, generally what we do on the show is we kind of just walk through the movie. You know, we're talking... Sure. We're talking what we liked, what stood out to us trying to give the uh the faithful listeners the uh experience of watching the movie but without the the shame of watching a, having a, to watch a the movie. movie without having to do it okay um and we kind of talked about it or around it did you did you like shadow man no no <laughs> no yeah it's it's like i don't know this is like definitely the definition of like background mu- noise yes mm-hmm yeah, it is so hard to watch these movies. Like, you could, like, leave the room, make a sandwich, come back, and you would still know exactly what's happening. I I kind of disagree with you there, it's, because it's, there it's are so like, many wild is, turns. Is there is there a lot of wild turns? I mean, I could pick <laughs> up on what's happening. I could pick up. And, I mean, it's got some action in it. Uh, it's got one action scene, like not even a scene, like a beat to an action scene yeah. that I love. Uh, it's got another thing that I've never seen happen in an action movie because you can't do it. And uh, yeah, well, let's let's chat. Shadowman, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen Shadowman himself. Just, let's just get into it. What, what were those things that you're yeah. listing off? Let's just get into it. Tell me what those things were. <clears throat> Uh, there's one scene where he slaps a guy into another plane of existence, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, also, yeah, he takes out a helicopter with a Glock, and I've never seen yeah. that before. Yep, I, I, I made specific that. note of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen the I've seen Bruce Willis drive a car into a helicopter. Yeah, uh, in but a he, good movie. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's very. You know what? This is a, a different podcast now. So, Matt, you like Live Free or Die Hard? I very much so. <laughs> Where? How, do, how are you ranking the Die Hards? Actually, before we do that, I do want to make it clear that Dylan Jones has never seen Die Hard. 
Absolutely true. Oh, you should watch Die Hard. It's, he, it's pretty good. Is, I just too, I'm too busy watching Shadow Man. He is seeing. And as the internet would tell you, tis the season to watch Die Hard. It is. Yeah. He has seen 25 Steven Seagal movies, approximately. <laughs> yep. He's never seen Oof. never seen a Die Hard. What's yeah. your Oof. What's your Die Hard ranking? Oh boy, uh, one, three, oh. two, four. Oh, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> you you broke me. my heart there. Ah, um, sorry. That's okay. I'm the rare uh, one, four, three, two. I'm, I'm okay. I can dig it. I can take it. For, I just love. I love two because it's so mean. It's very bleak and mean spirited. I mean, they crash a plane full of like children. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty evil. Yeah. And uh, plus, it plus it's got Dennis Franz. So always an A plus in my book. And William Sadler plays the bad guy. He kicks ass all the time. No, I I definitely would say that none of those first four are bad. Did you leave off Good Day to Die Hard because you haven't seen it or just out of? Oh fuck! Principle? That movie happened, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> uh yeah yeah so if we're really ranking them it would it would be uh one uh three two four uh and then uh that diehard battery commercial <laughs> and then diehard five yeah and then maybe and then bruce willis's cameo in lego movie 2 as john mcclain yes and then so then put put that right uh before the battery commercial yeah <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was fun. Uh, whenever I cannot talk about Steven Skull on this podcast, I try and seize it. <laughs> take the um, take the chance. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you also mentioned when he smacks that dude at that bar so hard that I think it killed that man. <laughs> it killed him. He slapped him to death. My note actually says in all caps that slap. <laughs> yeah, he he like takes that man out. Um, all right. Sundays on NBC. Well, 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 slap. Spe- speaking of Steven taking people out in this movie. I, I do like look we could talk about the weird intro of this movie um where uh, I never even wrote his name down uh, grandpa <laughs> grandpa's running around with the virus and trying to get away from from FSB <laughs> but I want to talk about this sensei steven scene um yes. yeah what is what because what is happening here <laughs> steven appears to be giving some sort of a, a, a class a lesson to uh to some students at his at I assume his dojo and uh he he just, he just turns the inside of a watermelon like into jelly <laughs> and and and, the, and one of his students is like oh steve i don't remember uh, <laughs> he should, it should just be steve hey shadow man hey shadow man uh can you teach me how to do that and steven just beats his ass yeah yeah he fucks him up yeah, he's he's like uh, Steven, I loved what you did when you massacred that watermelon. Please teach me how to do that. Please teach me how to kill. And Steven, oh, so he was talking about the watermelon. Yeah, because I totally missed that. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, I thought he was drop talking about something he did in like another movie. No, <laughs> I I I wrote the line, and the line is, I was very impressed with the way you broke the watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, so as i yeah. yeah it's so good well he he uh hits the watermelon so hard that it <laughs> blows the back of the watermelon out yes and uh the front of the watermelon's fine which uh in a very rare instance in these movies that actually comes around at the end uh it's one of the only times there's ever been any sort of foreshadowing in these movies since the 90s yeah mm. um but he does do the exact same killing blow to to the grandpa. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, I loved that because then after he, uh, I don't know, did he kill that student? I mean, <laughs> from what from what we know about this move and what it did to the watermelon, he, he might have just killed this guy. Uh, he then goes on to beat the shit out of all the rest of his other students. Yeah, it's just this <laughs> montage of him just... It's a one-time class. <laughs> yeah, it's the last class you'll ever take. A high-risk so, class here. He he beats the shit out of these dudes, and it's, like, very operatic music, like, very yeah. emotional, dramatic, like, uh, I don't know, it, it feels like it belongs in, like, a war scene, Stephen leading these people into, like, the final battle, but it's just him beating up these students. With, you know, credits font that's one step away from Comic Sans. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's Steven's personal the, the, font. It, it looks, the font looks like you would select it and it would be called, like, blood font. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is badass. I gotta use this. Yeah, it's, it's Steven's font. Yeah. Um, Steven wrote it himself. Yeah, he drew it. He doodled <laughs> it. And he said, this is what I want the credits in. Yeah, he's like, I would like this, please. Um... This is another kind of rare one. Uh, in general, it's rare that Steven has anything that's going to, like, uh, tie him to anyone else emotionally. Yeah. Like, in this case, he has a daughter, and that's pretty rare. And then not only does he have a daughter, but he's got a, a father-in-law. That's yes. That's uh, two familial connections, which is very rare in these movies. Yeah. <clears throat> Usually he's just the, 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 the lone wolf. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and again, we we could mention how there's very you know there's very little on screen connection between Stephen and his daughter, or Stephen and and this this the uh, the grandpa. They're in totally different movies. Totally different yeah. movies. But I'd also like to point out that he does have a dead wife. Yes. And the the immediately the scene after Stephen is introduced as having a dead wife. Uh, he is also seen with a naked woman in his bedroom. Uh, yes. And we have no idea. That just, like, they eventually reveal it had been five years since she had died. But at this point, we have no idea. <laughs> and it's just that really weird fade to black. Yeah. Well, I have... Steven Seagal clearly was like, I just want a butt in this movie. Yeah. Yet. All right. Well, I have a... Uh, I guess it's no longer a theory because it's been proven wrong. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I made a very bold proclamation that I did not believe we'd ever see any confirmable evidence that steven seagal actually had sex uh the, the characters <laughs> like the, that any of these characters are actually having sex there's a weird thing that happens a lot in these movies and it kind of happens here where women will take their tops off and then steven will give them a hug and it fades to black um yes. and that does i mean that does happen here it's just here uh, she's not, still wearing her bra usually she's just completely topless but that happens a lot in these movies. Oh, well, this woman was topless at the beginning of the movie. Right, but later. Oh, when, later in the movie. When he yeah, just yeah. hugs her and it fades to black. They, yeah, they yeah. do that again. That's um, a whole other thing. I wasn't even quite ready to get into that no. one yet. That, that <laughs> one's, uh, that's one of the weirdest scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this woman is hanging out in his like study, and they're just they're just in the living room, and there's like a child upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> she was a kid. Yeah. And she just like takes off her clothes and Steven looks kind of pissed. Steven's he's annoyed. Just, yeah, he looks angry. Yeah, he's at really him. irritated. He's like, I guess we're gonna have to fuck this woman. He's like, dude, my daughter's in the house. <laughs> you know, he's not that good at dad. <laughs> oh, not at all. Yeah. At, like, um at least in I think 
Was the Patriot the last time he had a kid, Dylan? Um, he kind of. Well, he, no, because uh, I was, of course, uh, longtime listeners will remember I was forced to watch Belly of the Beast. And he does save his daughter in Belly of the Beast. Although she's like a teenager. She's like. like oh, yeah. Yeah, she's like older in that movie. But he does have a daughter, Belly he, of the Beast. He does have a daughter who he saves. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Which also, let's. You know what? It's time. Let's talk about Belly of the Beast for a second. Because, <laughs> oh, uh, because, all right. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> well, hold on. Because there's some crossover. But just not besides the plot points. Uh, Mr. Vincent Riata is his name, uh, is, is back from belly of the beast i i noticed this because i've been forced to watch this movie twice but you may remember him james as uh fitch mcquaid or the the character that Stephen refers to as a trailer park bitch in the movie <laughs> oh uh yeah he's back in this movie but i would i just wanted to mention i looked this up and was confused as to which seagal movie he's in because um vincent riata was also in a in a tv movie called submerged that has nothing to do with steven seagal's submerged um so hey just wanted to bring that up he plays a friend that betrays steven in both of these movies so uh a, a fun little crossover for for the listeners at home between belly of the beast and, and shadow man here well i guess not only is everything kind of within the world of the movie stuff we've seen before but they're just they're running out of people who uh <laughs> yeah. refuse to work with steven yeah the call list for for steven's uh uh, people that'll work with him it's getting it's getting really slim here in 2006 God, no one <clears throat> well so steven and his father-in-law have a little have a little lunch or a little dinner um and actually no you know what? no we're not talking about that yet <laughs> okay. because i i don't know uh where in the chronology of the movie this is so it might be after that but i just wanted to get to it really quickly at one point, Steven's in his little office, and he gets a call from a dude who keeps offering to erase all of Steven's debt. Yeah. And what is with this guy? <laughs> Why won't he call me? Yeah. Well, he's he's hacking into IRS.com. Famously, <laughs> com, yes. Famously, where all tax debt is logged and held. IRS.com. All you have to do is break the IRS.com firewall, and you can erase all the debt in the world. Uh, but then, like, he disappears until the very end of the movie. And uh, that was it. I <laughs> yeah, he shows up at the end, right? Yeah, he does show up at the end. Another kind of rare instance of yeah. there being, like, actual, um, I don't know, filmmaking techniques used. It's actual storytelling tricks. Uh, it's very common in these movies that people will appear in scenes like this and you will assume that they are relevant because they have scenes like this and then they will just disappear. Yeah. They just go away. Um, but yeah, so he has the little lunch with his father-in-law and uh, another instance where I was surprised something that would have felt very like in place in any of these other movies as a very weird moment actually kind of plays into the movie, which is when, we get a very long scene of, well, you know, not a super long scene, but it's a very long moment where the grandpa, like, has to use Steven's Palm Pilot to input an address for Steven. Yes. And uh, my question is for you, Matt, when this yeah. happened, I mean, were you like, oh, well, clearly something is happening here to, like, this is part of the plot. Right. You, this I figured it was part of the plot. Okay. I also I also never picked up on the fact that that was his father-in-law. 
<laughs> never, never. Oh. Didn't, didn't register. Okay. Didn't register with, with me. Yeah. No, that... I was like, he was like, oh, he's just having lunch with an old friend. Okay. No, he, he talks about uh, Stephen's daughter as his granddaughter. And... Um, oh, okay. All right. I... Yeah, I missed that. <laughs> I think if I was, like, in court, I would not feel comfortable swearing in front of, a, like, a judge that that's his father-in-law. It could okay. be Stephen's dad. But okay. that seems a little hard to buy. Yeah, no, I, I, think I, could, I think I could say in court that it's his father-in-law. Okay. I think I'd be comfortable. Well, most, uh, considering that everything we do here is legally binding, that's good yeah. to Always. keep yeah. it bind. Yeah. But so at the beginning of the movie, we kind of skipped over it, but grandpa, ha- he steals like a little pen, like a little stylus thing. And uh, it turns out that it has this super deadly virus in it. And we later learn that he slipped it into the Palm Pilot to replace the Palm Pilot stylus. Yes. Uh, which is some very, he's, he's very technologically savvy for an older dude he's like shifty. that. Yeah. Well, I was just going to be like, I could imagine like, my dad tried to figure out where the stylus goes in the Palm Pilot. (laughs) But, um, where, (laughs) so here's, here's where my notes kind of take a little dive. Where do they go? Where does this movie take place? (laughs) Somewhere in Eastern Europe. There's, there's like nothing quite as, um, Oh, somewhere where Steven Seagal is allowed. Oh, well, yeah. So Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's it warms my heart every time I'm every time we do the show and I'm just like, "Hey, I don't actually understand what happened here, right? I guess I wasn't paying enough attention." And then everybody's just like, "Oh, I have no idea." It's, yeah, no, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah. That's what we like to hear. Um, but basically that's when the the movie's like, "Okay, it's time to time to have the movie." And his daughter gets kidnapped. Sort of. Yes. Kind of, sort of, but not really. Yeah. She, she like, gets sort of kidnapped, and then Grandpa gets sort of blown up. Sort of. And, and then that's, that's like, you know, we're starting the movie. Um, at this point, I was not sure if... And for, honestly, like, a good amount of the movie, like, I think I did... I wasn't confident about this until, like, way longer than I should have. But... At first, I thought that this woman taxi driver who grabs the daughter was just some random woman who, like, noticed something shifty was going on and was bold enough to be like, I have to steal this child so nobody else does. I have to save this kid. I I did not realize that she was... And, and you know what? I'm still not sure. But I don't think she was in on it. I think that she was... And you guys could disagree, but I don't think she was necessarily in on it. But she was um, had the background to know something was going to go down. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, that sounds about right. Yeah, I, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, her involvement is uh, w- weird, to say the least. She, she's definitely, I think, the most confounding part of the whole movie. I think that if you take her out, it becomes, like, incredibly simple. Because uh, then it's just about the CIA thinks Stephen has this virus, so they're after him. And there's <laughs> maybe it's not that simple. Because now I'm getting ca- I'm getting tripped up. <laughs> yeah. But, well, mm-hmm. I mean, if it, there is a scene in the film where they do just explain 
the movie to you like basically yes which is a lot of these movies yeah. don't have and need so that is very welcome yeah, yeah. thanks yes thank <laughs> I was you happy for that about that it. was nice um here's here's a little thing about this movie um and, and i'm very curious if you guys picked up on this steven runs a fortune 500 company yes apparently he does yes. sure i did pick up on that dylan because they mentioned it a few times they they mentioned it a few times, but I think that it's like he's got an internet company. He's rich. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just, I'm just like they can't be talking about Steven Seagal in this movie. Why would they add in this completely useless thing about him being super rich? Maybe at the time Steven Seagal had a website that was about to launch, and he was like, "Put this in the movie. Say I'm an internet millionaire." Yeah, Steven Seagal in that. <laughs> oh. well, what about you, Dylan? Did you, um, I did you know? managed to miss this. Yeah. This, I managed to zone out on this this no, particular detail. No, it's that one's fair. That one's fair. Um, it doesn't say anything. More it's all I was thinking of. Internet, <laughs> right? It doesn't say like what it does, like what the website is, right? No, no, not no, at all. Okay. No. Yeah, I'll, it's just he's an he's got he's an internet entrepreneur. He's very yeah, rich. He's a self made man from from internet from internet. <laughs> Mister Internet himself. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Internet. A lot of money in that. Man, if you <laughs> All right. if you approach a dude that looks like Steven Seagal, ask him what he does, and he says, internet, you get the <laughs> fuck out of there. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, Lord. <sighs> yeah, that is... You, you run. You get everyone what in there. What kind of internet? <laughs> what kind of internet? <laughs> Bro, you, you do not want to know. Yeah. The guy makes snuff films, obviously. I mean... <laughs> If yeah, like, if you out of context told me that if you like if you showed me a picture of Steven Seagal and said this guy got arrested for making snuff films, I would a hundred percent believe you. Yeah, and that includes like right now with us knowing Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like I almost added like oh yeah if I didn't know I, who he I was, but actually knowing who he was makes it almost more likely. Yeah. Hmm. Um. What'd you guys think about this chase scene where it's, I guess, the people who are trying to kidnap the daughter going after the taxi driver and then Steven also going after them? This little three Incomprehensible. Yep. A lot of green screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the green screen here, uh, it, it looks like fucking like Dr. No. It looks like, like a 60s James Bond green screen. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it, it was really threw me off. Every time like a gun goes off, there's like a white flash throughout the entire screen. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how they, I guess they marked like what shot they want to edit. I don't know. It was, it was, it was a choice. Well, it's probably, it it's probably, um, you can use like a, a, a white fade in like windows movie maker. So, you know, you just yeah. put on a little bright effect, you brighten this image a little bit. You don't even have to download a real editing software. Oof. Oh, Michael Cush. Yeah. Actually, this is one of the rare uh, dudes that doesn't have a Wikipedia. Oh, wow. So I actually don't even know what else uh, old Michael has done. That's... He's done a bunch of uh, stuff in Germany. Okay. Obviously. Uh, he did an episode of Sliders I don't know. back in the 90s. No, don't, don't know what that is. Oh, Sliders was awesome. It was, uh, they traveled through different like universes. Okay. And it's got Jerry O'Connell and John Reese davies Okay. Really good show. It ran for like five years. Uh, he also did uh, a couple episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? 
Um, oh, well, here's some things he did. He did a sequel. He did a sequel to Just One of the Guys called Just One of the Girls. Okay. Apparently. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, good for him. I'm glad, he's, I'm glad he was getting work. Um, he has also done... Um, man, I just lost him. Oh, he did Flight of Fury and Attack Force, oh. which I guess means that we are about to do a trilogy of Michael Kush films. Oh, boy. Hell yeah. Because those are our next two movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I, think I forgot that those were the next two. Yeah. That's actually... I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, the one guy who did... Um, the foreigner we had two in a row with him but i think that was it yeah so this is our first our first real trilogy it's good to keep in mind yeah see if we can catch some some parallels yeah well (laughs) (laughs) he's playing the same character in all three he plays the same character in every movie remember that virus i i saved the world from that would be all they would do too. Like that that would be the only carryover. His daughter would be gone. Yeah. Uh everybody we knew from the first movie would be gone. He would have a totally different background. Well, he would just say, Remember that virus. Yeah, but then it could still be a sequel to the Patriot. Yeah. I sure do, Shadow true. Man. Yeah. Um and Steven's got a, a like an old partner that's in this movie for like twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh Harry was his yeah. name harry's the one from uh uh whatever that movie was that i watched belly of the beast yeah well now that you like have mentioned that it connects i'm like oh yeah you're right that was exactly the the guy Stephen called a bitch <laughs> i think he called him a trailer park bitch if yeah, i remember correctly. he said something it was pretty um, great but he i think annabelle staunton obviously is, is like good in this movie i mean it's kind of hard to like say that she's particularly good because she has such like nothing to do she has nothing to do yeah. at all but she's in it the the thing the thing to keep in mind though is when you watch a lot of these movies we've seen a lot of people with nothing to do uh just be absolutely awful at doing nothing so it's still like refreshing to see real actors even if they have absolutely nothing to work with Actually, um, <clears throat> a friend of mine sent me a little bit of trivia about this movie. Okay. About her in this movie. Uh, it says here, Imelda Staunton, a year after her Academy Award-nominated performance in Vera Drake, appears in the film as Ambassador Cochran. She explained to the BBC that she filmed for two days, but that Seagal did not film any reverses with her, resulting in her filming all of her scenes with Seagal's stand-in and a Romanian film student, who would read Seagal's dialogue off-camera. She claims she did this movie for money and as a chance to portray a character with an American accent. <laughs> All right. You know, I good for yeah, her. I read that too, and that's exactly what I thought. I was like, good for her. I Good for her. She was use that clout. She was doing Harry Potter like a year after this movie. Right after so, this. So like yeah. I can't imagine. Shadow Man is what Shadow Man is what got her Harry Potter. <laughs> James, come on. Yeah. She um I really hope she didn't need the money that bad. But at the same time, like, yeah, good for her. I hope that she got to, like, yeah. you know, a real nice bathroom out of it. I hope that she got to put yeah, some she got to, beautiful you know, tile in. Test out, 
test out an accent and she got a little walking around yeah. money. So no, yeah. assume, assuming she got a, a decent pay from this and she didn't even have to be in the same room as Steven Seagal. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, that's about as good as you can come <laughs> away with from doing this. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Bless her. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I'm very on board with it. And uh, I was going to say basically her and then Vincent Riata as Harry, I actually felt like were the kind of standouts to me in terms of performances i don't know if anybody else because they're actually they're they're real actors yes that's yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much Uh um but yeah i was very bummed when harry died early on because i i enjoyed him enough yeah i agree um he has uh he has the scene where he explains the whole plot to steven and i I do kind of want to touch on that that scene a little bit where please do where uh where the whole movie gets explained to us yeah please do because i remember very little of yeah that's <laughs> problem too is i also and i just watched it yeah i'm like really relying on my notes with this one because i yeah i couldn't tell you much about this movie well he talks about this this virus thing and steve well for steven's entirely unimpressed by it uh He's not even listening. He's barely listening. Like he's like, yeah, they have this. He's like, yeah, yeah virus, he's like, God. he has this virus, and Steven's like, yeah, so what? I think that's, <laughs> I think that's a literally Steven's dialogue. <laughs> um, but as he explains to us in the film, he says that a branch of the KGB called the FSB has made this virus, and then it gives you quote cancer, influenza, you name it. <laughs> you gotta be careful about and then he just says people die and steven says leaves no trace (laughs) which i don't know how the fuck steven knows that um (laughs) he read about it on the internet yeah Yeah. where he does like you heard of mk ultra steven's like yeah so what of it um but yeah i just like that i like it gets you cancer the flu you know you name it you name it. <laughs> I'm like, those are two things. All right. Yep. And then, and then you could name anything else. I, I'd much, It'll I'd much rather you. have one of those than the other one. I hope I get the version of this virus that gives me the flu, and not the, not the one that gives me cancer. <laughs> if I had to pick, you know. Uh, well, anyway, that's. It. I thought that was goofy as hell. I liked it. No, I, I mean it's it's pretty weird. The thing that also uh, confused me is. MK Ultra was like a mind control thing. Yeah. Like all the conspiracies surrounding MK Ultra. I was like, I'm pretty sure I saw an X Files episode about this thing. <laughs> I looked it up. And yeah, it was supposed to be about mind control. So they just like picked some buzzwords that they knew and were just like, it's, you know, the virus makes everyone sick, gives everyone sickness. <clears throat> yeah. It makes people feel bad. Yeah. Make them, make them hurt. This is the first I'm learning of MK Ultra. This is interesting. Yeah. I. All right. I will uh, add this to my Wikipedia reading list. Yeah. And I would like to read more about this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, like, you know, how uh, based in fact any I know it, of it is. I know it's a band. It's a band. Uh, I'm not familiar with, with them. Maybe that's, what it's, a, maybe that's what it's about. There's a band called MKUltra. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's like a... I'm like 99% positive that there's some X-Files stuff where they, like, mention it. And uh, again, that doesn't necessarily mean too much, but it was definitely mind control related in the X Files. Um, and I'm gonna, if I'm gonna choose between two like pieces of pop culture to get my conspiracy theory info from, <laughs> I'm gonna pick X Files over Shadowman every, every, every time. time, ten times out of yeah. ten. Um, 
and right before that scene, I th- I think, is when Stephen. I think? think. Oh yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure here, uh, but Harry and Stephen are in the safe house, and then Harry leaves, and then they have that whole conversation after the attack on the safe house. Correct? Yeah, I think so. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. It, this very boring action scene, or I don't know, maybe you guys disagree with me here, but uh, just this <laughs> pointless action scene of these dudes coming in the is house. This the one, mm-hmm. Is this the one, is this the action scene where he throws the guy into the cabinet and the guy's face melts somehow? Yes. Yeah, I th- I'm okay. pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, what was with his face? Couldn't tell you. What was that? Did he have the virus? Was that what that was? Because um, that's what I thought it was at first. <laughs> no, because there's no like actual... They don't utilize the virus in the movie at all. It's like, no, no, I don't. I thought he had like. I thought it was like a flesh-eating virus, and this guy had it, or was that just like really bad makeup for he got his face cut open by glass? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's definitely the la- the latter there. Oh, um, good lord! Yeah, he like sets up these home alone traps around the safe house. Yeah, he does. It's but great. they're they're basically just all like gun. They're all just like gun knife. Yeah. They're all tripwires. Yeah, wires. he builds bombs. Tripwires that set off a gun. Yeah, he uh, throws a knife in one dude's throat. That was badass. I, I will give I, I actually, I, yeah, I agree with Matt on here. I, I, I thought that was I, I did like the throwing the knife into the guy's throat. That well, was, it was, it was, kinda, it was pretty good. The guy's, react, the guy's reaction of just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Like that look of incredulity. On, on, I don't know how to say that word, but on his face, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, no, I, I'm on board. I definitely think... Uh, what what this movie needed was a scene where all the dudes come in the safe house and Steven just throws knives at all of them, getting them all in the neck like at once in a big circle. Like he's, that would have been like fun. he's passing out cards. Yeah. Um, or Steven throw a card, slit person's throat with card, and then he said, is this, this your, your card? card? <laughs> yep. Yes. yes. Uh, <clears throat> so there's the scene where we get introduced to Imelda Staunton and then the other CIA guys. And this is part of what confused me. All of the CIA people are crooked except for her. And she's not CIA. She's just the ambassador. But all the CIA people are crooked, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Okay. I think Stephen kills all of them. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only people left alive are the Stephen, the daughter, and Imelda Staunton. They're the only ones that survive. Yeah. Um. But they're all talking about how Steven's father-in-law was, like, a great agent, while they're also talking about how he was trying to sell the formula to this virus to, like, the, this weird Russian secret agency. Yeah. Uh, uh, the hallmark of any great agent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you get to see where Steven goes to the police to, like, try and figure out where his daughter is. And you get the line, all taxi drivers in this city work for the police. Oh, I love it. Yes. Because, of course, they do. Um, Which which is, like, true (laughs) in the movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was just going to mention, too, in that scene uh, with all the feds, all the feds are talking, I wanted to draw attention to how particularly goofy one of the feds is. Yeah. Uh, because they're just talking about the virus and how dangerous that the virus is. And then one of the dudes who I think has not had a line of dialogue throughout the entire sequence to this point, just blurts out out of nowhere. Yeah, no shit. Biochemical <laughs> warfare. It'll make anyone nervous. And then he just takes a, a big, <laughs> takes a big sip at a whis- of, of his whiskey. Yeah. Are, are you talking he's about drinking the, in the middle of the day. Are you talking about the, the one just kind of creepy dude? Just like the yeah. one creepy agent guy. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, he was my favorite character. There's a in the entire movie. Yes, yes. he is. There's an exchange <laughs> that's coming up that like blew my mind that I have written down word for word because it was fucking insane with this dude. Um, but the the woman has Steven's daughter and bonds with her because they both have dead family members. And <laughs> this scene like is the crux of what completely baffled me about the entire movie because she's like clearly because this is right after she goes to the police station and looks at steven in the eye and is like i don't have your daughter and then she goes to talk to the yeah and then is like well we're gonna find your father don't worry and it, I, I couldn't figure out if she was like lying to the daughter or it which yeah. I, I guess obviously she was but the issue with these movies is that half the time stuff that seems like if you're watching any other movie you'll immediately be like oh well she's lying to the daughter with these movies you really can't be sure that they just haven't made a serious continuity mistake yeah um and, and so everything about this scene just completely confused me uh i couldn't figure out um like like what her motivations are and I, I couldn't for the entire movie really figure out what this character was about she wants to bone down oh uh, well that's obviously yeah. oh yeah as soon as i saw her on screen i was like oh steven's Steve's gonna sleep with this woman. Um, <laughs> and blissfully, it, it is, uh, like we already said, kind of only implied. There's no evidence. You could not convince yeah. me that it actually happens. I refuse to believe it. Um, it's the post credit <laughs> scene. You turned it off early? Yeah. Believe me, I turned it off pretty early. Um, I turned it off right here. Um, <laughs> and, and this actress is Eva Pope, and she looked so familiar to me, and I have no idea why um, I'm, I'm leaning on you, Matt, because you're definitely a, a little bit more of a, a movie buff than, than Dylan or I. Let me look her up. Where, where do I know her from? Because I know her. I, di- I did think she was familiar. I think that she just looks like somebody super familiar. And I was I was really hoping that you would immediately I... be like, no. <laughs> You'd be no, like, oh, I know. No, uh... I know who she's supposed to be. But I, I looked through her filmography. Mm. I have no idea. Nope. Yeah. Uh, she's just got one of those she's faces. Got one of those faces, yeah. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, she's she's fine. I, I I know that I was talking about like the actors. Does a lot of BBC. She does. Yeah. Well, that's I don't watch British TV, so. Neither do I. He does. Yeah. Uh, American only <laughs> in this house. Like uh, Shadow Man. Like most Steven Seagal directed DVD productions. Yes. Financed and filmed by America. Um, man, I got completely lost there. Oh, yeah, she's fine. Like, if you, you yeah, want to talk okay. about people who are given, like, nothing? She's definitely not given nothing, but she's just given, like, absolute nonsense. No, yeah. she's given, all, all of her dialogue is just straight-up bullshit. Yeah, well, everything she does in this movie, everything about this movie is, is absolute bullshit. She uh, she knows that Steven is dead. Or no, no. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> A huge twist. She knows he's internet. Yeah. No, she knows that his wife is dead when she's talking to the yes. daughter. So she like knows a lot about Steven, which didn't help me make any more sense of this movie. Well, obviously, you know when he became internet businessman. That's true. You know they do they do profiles. Of yeah. Him, no, right? that's true. I forgot. I completely forgot that he is uh, incredibly rich. He's probably all over Forbes magazine. 
Yeah, everyone knows about an element him. of this movie that should play into it a lot more when you think about it. Because if like Elon Musk's daughter got they, kidnapped, <laughs> they all know about the the Shadowman. They should all know about the Shadowman. This this fucking movie. Jack Foster. Oh yeah, that's his name. The Shadow. Jack Man. Foster. That's his real Jack name. Foster. Jack the Shadowman Foster. Um. <laughs> so the one creepy CIA guy goes to the safe house and calls the uh, head CIA guy. <laughs> it would be cool if I remembered like any character names here. Um, Jesus, no! It's just Shadow Man, and you just know them by their actors. Yeah, Shadow Man, Grandpa, <laughs> creepy CIA yeah. guy. British lady. British lady, yeah. Um, well, he, he calls the head CIA guy, and they have this wild exchange, and I'm going to do a dramatic reading if uh, it pleases the court. Yeah, go for Yes, it. please. We lost him. You're telling me you've lost Jack? I lost Jack. Have you got the item? I don't have Jack or the item. We lost him. Uh, that's it. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> That was it. But they just Bravo. Woo. It is such like nonsense back and forth. I was like, did they shoot like just like the yeah, whole movie? Well, yeah, it'd be like the whole movie. But I was like, they like shot different scripts because <laughs> I can't believe that you're like reading a screenplay and they're just like, we lost him. You're telling me you've lost him? I lost him, and they're just like, ah, perfect. Well, then I mean, Look, I don't believe that this movie was written. Um, it was probably it was probably written day of. <laughs> it has. Three credited writers. Yeah, one of them. One of them, Steven Seagal. Very yeah. noteworthy, actually. He he doesn't write a whole lot of these. Um, and then Joe Halpin, who I'm not convinced exists. He does have an IMDb page and has worked on a lot of non-Steven Seagal stuff, but he's also worked yeah. on so much Steven Seagal stuff. I'm a little I'm a that little he, unsure. You think it's Steven Seagal? I think it's Steven yeah. Seagal, um, or like. Uh, I don't know somebody who like is a uh, like a puppet for Steven Seagal. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. He's a, a shadow man. And Steven Seagal's the yeah, if you will the real yes. the real uh, mastermind behind it all. Which uh, reminds me, mm-hmm. something that uh, we don't do enough around here. Do you think that the title of this movie accurately? has anything to do with this movie is there a shadow man involved do you think that steven is the titular shadow man in this movie does the title make sense i guess is what i'm asking ah uh, no yeah i'm gonna say no particularly because now we've gotten to the we've uh gotten to the bottom of him being a fortune 500 uh like <laughs> hardly a shadow owner. man yeah yeah hardly a shadow yeah man. there's there's no shadows about yeah. that i mean i guess his his internet business is kind of shadowy but yeah. he's absolutely not a shadow man. That is definitely like a a buzzword they came up with on set and <laughs> decided to stick with. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> this could absolutely be called just like uh, I don't know some combination of the words justice and out and uh, being out out for out for a shadow. <laughs> justice is out. Justice is out could definitely be one i'm surprised that we haven't come across justice is out yet yeah it comes out uh, next year you know what that? <laughs> Oof. it's a sensitive um, topic around here the release of worst even Seagal movies i also wanted to mention too uh, about that dramatic reading james yeah um you mentioned something that i kind of forgot about uh which is the uh 
reference to the virus as the item. Yes. 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 Um, to the point where I'm not convinced that for a lot of the movie they knew what it was going to be. Oh. And so they were just like, call it the item. Yeah. No, there's. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> there's no question. I'm 100% on board. I am completely on that wavelength. They are. They had no idea what they were going to be talking about by the time this movie was over. <laughs> Could it be a virus? Could it be a car? A microchip? Glow and suitcase. Call it the item. Yeah. Um, you get a strip club. Um, yeah, a lot of those weird. Yeah, you get a strip club. Definitely seen a lot more of those. <laughs> the farther into Steven's direct to DVD output you go, you see a lot more strip clubs. Um, he he. There's this very awful scene <laughs> where he tries to go undercover to buy drugs so he can get some information. Right? <laughs> sure. I have no idea what the end game here was, but he. I don't think that's from this movie. I think that's like a deleted scene from another movie, and they were just like, throw yeah. it in here. We need to pad <laughs> like, it out. It's only 70 minutes long. We got to string this out some. Let's do this scene where Steven tries to pretend to buy drugs and then just beat the shit out of everyone, and that's the scene. Yes. Um, but Steven just approaches these two random women outside like a mansion and is just like, hmm, yeah, can I get some drugs? <laughs> and then and they just bring him inside they're just like you got money steven says sure and this is like a mansion this is a mansion built on drug money and these dudes are just like and he's world and he's famous world famous yeah easily easy for easy to forget but he is world famous uh and then he goes inside and there's a there's a dude in like a purge mask and and steven yes. steven says you know, what's this guy's deal and they say he had a freebase accident. <laughs> he oh. he scares the girls with his face. And Steven's response is just ha funny. <laughs> just some like some big like uh uh oh my god, I'm completely blanking. It's like a non human response to that yeah. whole story. It's like well, it's, ha funny. It's absolutely out of the room. Uh, I just can't remember the, the exact line, but it's absolutely like the ha, what a story, Mark. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Steven just beats the shit out of these dudes. Um, he, they completely beat the As yeah, one does. Because for whatever reason. And actually, I think maybe this is when he throws that dude into the. Okay, this is it. And then the yeah. guy's face is mm-hmm. that's from the freebase accident. Yeah. Okay. See? Well. If you ask right. Steven, it's not from a free base accident. Which ah. uh, comes to one of my favorite lines of the whole movie, where the mask comes off and Steven says, and I quote, that's no free base accident, that's syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Steven would know. Steven <laughs> would know, yeah. Um yeah, and also I wanted to ask the the question. I know we, me and Dylan get into this a lot, but I want to ask it to you, Matt. Do you think sure. Steven looks like a narc? No. Yeah. Not really. I just think he, he's, he's too weird looking to be a narc. Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely think that, like, Steven... And part of it, too, is he, he is so uncomfortable and, like, awkward. <laughs> 
Always. To where, like, he, there's no way that you would think he would be a cop. There's no way that this man no, went to school to, like, be an undercover cop and is coming up to random women in, in the parking lot, like, hey, can I can I buy some drugs for you, ma'am? Um, I have a line written down that I don't know the context of. I don't know if anybody... <laughs> Anybody <laughs> wants to help put some context to this? Sure. Yeah. What's up? Go buy your mom a condominium. No. no. Okay. Can't sure if I no, can't help okay. you with that one. Well, someone says it. It's nope. That was just that was just Steven Seagal like coming up with like this is a witty one-liner that you should say to people. Yeah, sounds sounds about right. Um, and pretty much we're at the the scene that Dylan said he was it was going to be a big one for him. Where him and the taxi driver meet and have their uh, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> their rendezvous, their dalliance. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything about this makes no sense. It's the whole fucking movie. Um, he, he meets her at this bar, which is where he slaps that man at outer space. Yes. And uh, easily... He's around Neptune right now. Easily a high point of the whole movie when that man just gets absolutely <laughs> cocked. He gets fucking bodied. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and it's Steven, like... This is one of the hard ones to explain because I don't know what was happening. But Steven, like, meets her and starts immediately, like, choking her for information. Yes. <laughs> like, immediately. And then... I couldn't, I could not, I still, by the end of this whole scene, by the end of the movie, couldn't figure out what her, like, motivations or allegiances were. But more or less, she agrees that she's going to help Steven. Um, she left the daughter with a friend. And this is this is pretty much the scene where, with her and Steven. And uh, Dylan, I know you were so excited to talk about it. You want to take this one? I, yeah, I mean, I can do my best because I, I really, it's just, it's just the moment when it happens <laughs> because like they go back, uh, I guess, where, where do they even go? Do they go to like to her place? They go to her friend's place where her she left place. Steven's daughter. Right. And then he's what? been kidnapped, yeah, the guy, the guy, killed. The guy's been killed. He's been killed. The, the dude in the wheelchair, right? Yeah. Yeah. He'd been shot in the face. Oh, okay. Um, okay. and the daughter's gone and then and then yeah they uh well well i just wrote that steven and mm-hmm. steven and the lady were gonna were gonna fuck well we don't it was i it, no. well that was the thing is we, we were getting there it was about time for that to happen in this movie because i had written to myself earlier when she was when the tactic when the lady was talking to steven's daughter mm-hmm and I could just tell the way they were talking about Stephen. Oh no! That, it was... that she was definitely gonna fuck Stephen later. Yeah, no, it was it was obvious. Yeah. And so here we were. I was ready for it, and then I just wrote a bunch of question marks because what happened here, I I don't know. Because they they talk, <laughs> and then they stop talking, and then Stephen goes into the other room and like has a whole flashback to uh the scene at the airport where his daughter gets kidnapped by the woman that's in the room with them uh with, with him and the very loud uh stylus hitting the ground right the stylus hitting the ground and then she comes into the room and steven like wakes up or whatever and she takes her shirt off and then just sits down and like cries yep. on, on steven's bed <laughs> and steven just gives her a hug 
It's like, girl, why'd you take your shirt off for this? <laughs> because that's what Steven likes. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so blatant. It's just so, like, I think she should take her shirt off for this one. Yeah, no, I was actually relieved for her that she's still wearing her bra. It was so, like, yeah. unnecessary, everything about it, that it definitely, at the very least, it wasn't like she had to get, like, fully naked for this absolutely unnecessary bullshit. Yeah. Um... Unfortunately, Especially since they'd, they'd basically already done this. Like, this, yes. <laughs> before the flashback scene, they'd already had this conversation. So it's just, I don't know. Yeah. No, oh, they've, they've, they've already had their uh, emotional, they've come together. They're on the same team now. Steven trusts her. Um, and, and we're pretty much at the end of the movie. She realizes, or Steven realizes that he has the stylus, uh, or the, yeah, they swap the stylus. Uh, he figures it out through some kind of typical steven omniscience um and it's a like some sort of coded microchip where you have to know the right formula to dissolve the coding so you don't dissolve the whole thing um and and then they go to like they go to get his daughter and i mean that's like we're pretty much at the end of the movie i'm gonna go just barrel into the climax of this movie is there anything else from any of the the meat any of you guys really want to get into before we, before we finish finish out the Shadowman, I have a note for the very end of the movie, but we'll get to that when we get there. Okay. Um, yeah. So Steve, they're they're in like a library. Steven's gonna get his daughter. Uh, <laughs> in such typical fashion for any of these movies, they they pull up with the daughter and they pull a gun on Steven. There's two dudes with guns and they've got a gun pointed at the daughter and they're like freeze. And Steven just shoots them. <laughs> There, there, yep. there's no there's no tension and believe me Matt when I say that this happens in all of these movies there's never a single moment where it even wants you to be like how is Steven gonna get out of this one they, they put him it's just yeah he's out of it yeah. he's good. No, it's just like oh well he's out of it that's how um, we ran out of time and money all right. the movie's over and um, I don't I don't even want to be the one to get to the the objectively best part of this movie uh, which is when Steven uh, fights the supposed bad guy, not Grandpa, but who he thinks the real bad guy of the movie is. Any, the other yeah, one, any of yeah. you guys want to take this uh, powerful moment? I don't remember you it. You don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think James, I think you want to do this one. I, I, think, I think this is for you. You've been building to it. Do you not you remember it? Absolutely not. What the I don't know fuck? what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I have no Wait, idea what, what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're going to say it and I'll remember, when, but like off the dome. If if I say what I'm talking about and you guys aren't both like, oh, well, duh, I'm going to scream. <laughs> Let's get ready. What is when it? When Steven plucks this man's eyes out like it's nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, oh, that. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> Well, I do not remember the Shadow Man's money shot. Yeah, I'm sorry. he he just reaches out and grabs this man's eyes. Oh man, <laughs> this is gonna be the uh, an absolutely God. I'm gonna have to watch Shadow Man again. Or this is a <laughs> oh, this no. is a huge moment in the history of this podcast where I am explicitly telling you to go back and watch part of Shadow Man. Oh no! I fine. I'll watch Shadow Man. Oh please, please again. don't watch Shadow Man again. Please skip through like the last ten minutes. Uh, okay. But, yeah, he he plucks this man's eyes out. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I cannot stress how casually he just reaches out and pulls his hand back and then this guy goes to his eyes and just starts screaming my eyes it is <laughs> he starts feeling around for his gun and shit because I, I thought he was feeling around for his eyes that would uh, be much cooler <laughs> which really unsettled me and I was like oh no he's probably looking for his gun but I think Steven also breaks somebody's neck with one arm in this movie I, th- I think oh. earlier so I think we got Steven's two most like iconic moves, uh, gouging somebody's eyes out and breaking their neck with well, one he, arm. He does not gouge this man's eyes out. He just snatches them. He just snatches this man's eyes. <laughs> and he, just, he, just, he, just, he just calmly removes whoop. them. Um, yeah, at least gouging. Um, the gouging's an under siege, right? Matt's, even Matt has seen some Steven eye gouging, wh- yep. whether you remember Jesus. it or not. Ten years ago. <laughs> that one in Mark for Death. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Two of the better ones. Yeah. So Shadow Man's a good company <laughs> of Steven yeah. inflicting eye trauma. It's in the upper echelon. Uh, but yeah, so, and then we already talked about how Steven punches Grandpa like he did the watermelon and assumedly just instantly <laughs> kills him. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's like kind of the movie. Um, at the very end, Steven's talking to his daughter and he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to take this it? Is one you want to take notes. it? You want to bring it on home? It's just the note that I have, the note that says, here, have a pony. Yep. And, you know, he gives her a pony because she was through an ordeal. Yeah. So she has a horse now. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the freeze frame on Steven's smiling face. Yes. Yeah. Perfect ending. Scariest Perfect thing ending. I ever saw. <laughs> yeah. Horrifying. <laughs> Very uh, We creepy. did also skip that Steven's hacker friend um, uh, gasses all of the MK Ultra scientists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before the end of the movie. Oh yeah, the hacker man comes yep. back. Because, and I, the hacker man comes back, and I remember this because there's a point in the movie where Steven's talking to the British lady, and he says something. Uh, he says something like, uh, "Yeah, I still got a few people in the game I can trust," and it's that guy. Uh, <laughs> it's that dude. It's hacker man. It's the guy that was gonna wipe all of his IRS records. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just liked that. I thought it was funny. I, something I forgot about when we were talking about it. So. And so, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> that is Shadow Man. That is Shadow Boy. Man. That's a movie. Yeah. Matt, would you, uh, would, would you recommend this to anybody? Yeah, while you're doing some uh, chores around the house. Really? Vacu- vacuuming loudly. There's better movies to vacuum, throwing, too. <laughs> throwing Shadow Man. You just... No, I would not recommend Shadow okay. Man. Okay, no. good. That's a very... <laughs> I mean, we're not here to tell you what to think. Absolutely, you can come on and like the movies. If, you know, if if you're the Imelda Staunton apologist of film Twitter, definitely watch, you know, you're a completionist, watch Shadow Man. Check it out. Yeah. You'll like what you see <laughs> from her. Other than that, yeah. No. Um. Okay, yeah. Is there anything else, really, anybody, anything you guys want to say about Shadow Man before we kind of get into our wrap-up and walk Matt through uh, the kind of wild last... <laughs> <laughs> few segments we do on this show yeah go for it no man all let's right. go for it man all right um well man i know you're familiar with the imdb trivia um yeah oh boy <laughs> so uh one thing we like to do is kind of go through the trivia if there's anything good and fun there um and one of our, our bits that i'm like uh, almost like embarrassed about <laughs> because 
as I kind of said at the the top of the show, I do consider you like a legitimate podcaster here. Um, so this is just some stupid bullshit we do every week. <laughs> I try, but um, I try. We always like to we like to add our little mark on Steven's filmography by adding our own IMDb trivia every week. Uh, we like to add okay. our own little 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 fact, little story. Um, and also, I do want to read one thing that somebody put on the IMDb trivia because uh, so much of so much of this bit that we do is based around the uh, insanity and the absolute wild west anarchy that the IMDb trivia is for uh, Steven Seagal movies because they do not care. They do. No, they don't. No, they, no, don't, they don't. And every week we try and see, and it's almost like what we want is to say something that will get kicked back. And no matter how hard we try, we do not succeed. Um, here's an example of something somebody has already put on the IMDb trivia of Shadow Man. Steven Seagal's character deliberately blinded a man in this film. Yeah, what is this? Cool. Yeah, oh, thanks. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, good to know. Right. It should at least have that spoiler mark on there. Deliberately. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, James, I would, uh, I would read Matt maybe last week's or like, uh, you know, one or two highlights from our IMDb trivia career so he kind of gets a good feel for what we're going for here. So you've actually added trivia? Yeah. To movies? Oh, you 25 have. weeks in a row. <laughs> and only... All right, give me a movie. Yeah. Give me a movie I'm gonna, that you've added to. I want to see if I can pick out your trivia. Okay, oh, that's a this, good is one. A, this yeah. is a good one. Let's do... I'm trying to think of one that won't be super obvious. You want to... I'd say just, just pick one at random. Just, uh, uh, actually, Matt, if you just go to any Seagal movie before... You know what? You've seen Under Siege, so maybe go to Under Siege and see if you can pick which one was ours okay let's see let's see which one you guys did all right there are a couple that we have been rejected for yeah so hopefully that's not one of them no i I think it's not yeah it took a little longer before we started getting rejected the ones that we get rejected for are any of the ones that have anything to do with like um generally the ones that have to do like not steven seagal basically um we got we got caught on executive decision because that's not a steven seagal movie enough they paid attention we name dropped christopher nolan one week and that that got us uh taken off um so yeah things like that (laughs) I do like the idea that it could be difficult, though. That like Steven's Our... life is so ridiculous <laughs> that that we could have fit something in that would make sense. I found right. it. Yeah, read it to us. Is it Stanix's ramblings about shrimp coming to save a lobster from the Swedish? Uh, could be uh, Swedish uh, or a reference to the Muppet Show? No. Nope. <laughs> that's crazy. That's not. That's actually not ours. No. Fuck. All right. Do want, um, I can give you a different movie where it might be easier. Give me a different movie because this has like an That's incredibly true, yeah, long that, that one, trivia yeah. section. People have seen that one. You can try Half Past Dead. Half Past Dead. Okay. Yeah. Whatever the hell that is. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a disaster. Half Past Dead with its uh, Fast and the Furious cover art. All right. Now, I. <laughs> oh, this on. one's very near and dear to our heart actually it is the, the half past dead but i'm i'm on the half past dead trivia now and it looks like somebody else has been going on and adding a bizarre trivia 
And I, so now I think that this one will actually be maybe a little bit harder for Matt because there's god like, damn it. oh my god. Is it when reached for comments, Steven Seagal replied, I want hell yeah. Game. Yeah, that one's ours. <laughs> Somebody found it found interesting. interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay, me. great. One of one of one found this. But well, I love this too. In an interview with Sight and Sound, Steven Seagal <laughs> confirmed that he hates chestnuts. Does that Which, even fucking mean? I think the reason, like, I think the way they got away with that is because it stars Morris Chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> God, what the him. fuck? This is a good game. Oh my god! I see. I didn't know that you could just add. Yes, trivia. Oh, yeah. that's what we have learned doing this show. Is that anyone can gonna, because there's like uh, some really weird ones on there. Ooh. Like, wow. I'm going to be adding trivia to movies. Well, you can start now with Shadow Man. Uh, last week, our trivia for Mercenary for Justice was uh, Steven Seagal and Michael K. Williams became close on set but had a falling out because Steven Seagal wouldn't stop incessantly talking about Jason Statham. And oh that's God. that's on there. That's been approved. No one's found it interesting yet, but it's on there. I will find it interesting. Thank you. Don't worry. Um, well, do you wanna you wanna leave a little mark on Shadow Man's history with us, Matt? Yeah, sure. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm gonna add some trivia to Shadow Man. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, I got one. I'm gonna okay. add it right now. Oh, you're Actually. just going for it. I was going rogue. Oh, hell I'm yeah. Just- fucking going for it man this is good okay trivia section <laughs> this is a, a absolutely format breaking turn of events yeah this is uh, steven destroy first <laughs> no supervision here for matt he's just he's gonna go <laughs> in doing it. I, this is good this is what yeah. we need honestly because the trivia could be like our longest part of the show yeah we just sit here and just try to figure it out <laughs> we'll just debate Dylan will suggest one, and then I'll be like, no, that's not good, and then Dylan will get offended, and, um... Hey! There was, that, there was one week where you were like, no, it's fine, don't use my suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm sensitive, man. This is a, a wild turn of events. I <laughs> cannot even express how hype I am right now. <laughs> All right, I oh my it. god, we get to, I, we're never going to get to hear a dramatic reading. We gotta go look well, for ourselves. You'll see it eventually. Oh, it has to get approved before it'll show up. Yeah. Uh, my, tr- my trivia was the horse featured at the end of the film was Steven Seagal's personal equine. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> we'll see if that comes I, through. I am, we'll see if that comes I am through. positive really that funny. will. That is absolutely going to go through. <laughs> this per- that was his horse. That was his horse. That's perfect. Oh, yeah. This is great. This is absolutely what we need is people just do it without us being able to nitpick. <laughs> a debate alright well thank you Matt thank you for uh, helping us times. add a little mark on Shadow Man anytime alright um, and then we wrap up the show every week by uh, doing our what we call our final sentencing okay. uh, every week we sentence Steven Seagal to a prison sentence based on that week's movie <laughs> that will then be totaled up and added on to the life sentence he already deserves um we can absolutely you know you're the guest you can absolutely just go first just go off the cuff what kind of sentence you think feels good or you could let me or dylan go if you want to get a better idea of like 
what kind of wheelhouse we're playing in. Whatever works for you. He gets two life sentences added onto his uh, his sentence here because of uh, his two separate eye pokes. Oh, okay. Ooh. One life per eye. This is this is raising the stakes in every way right here. This is wow. Yeah, you've gone, you've 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 turned the format of the IMDb, tri- IMDb trivia on its head, and now you wouldn't have known this, <laughs> but you, our first guest on the show gave Stephen a life sentence for Under Siege Two, and you have gone now and given him two more life sentences. Two more life sentences. Wow. This is this is no game chance of parole. changing. This is groundbreaking podcasting here on on Stephen Destroy. This is like a huge episode of the Stephen Destroy canon. I'm here to break the yeah. mold. I'm here to break You're the really mold. You're really doing it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Matt just immediately two life sentences. <laughs> um, I, I am I am not a nice judge. I am not caring for Mr. Seagal's plight. Yeah. I didn't like the shirt he wore in court. Yeah. <laughs> Well, All right. Hopefully, he picks a better one. Tuck, it, the tuck in over. that. Tuck in that button up there, Stephen. Yeah. yeah. Show some respect. Yeah, All right. On, uh, well, Dylan, court from my court. Now that Me. as we reel from Matt's absolutely uh, devastating <laughs> blow to Stephen's chances for for eventual freedom, uh, what kind of sentence are you looking at? Um. Well, you know, I feel a little lame. After uh, after what Matt has just done to Mister Seagal, <laughs> but in the grand scheme of what are we twenty five twenty six episodes into this now, um, um, something like that. I don't know. Well, yeah. Why are you asking me, dude? <laughs> yeah, um, Shadow Man's okay. You know, it's all right. It's not all right, Dylan. I mean, it's bad, but you know what I mean. Like, it's not. Uh, it's not ticker. It's not. No. It's not ticker in terms of like quality. Like they're like every shot in this movie is in focus, but right. but like <laughs> ticker is such a fucking disaster that right. that's like noteworthy. Like we talk yeah. about ticker to this day. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you know me. I'm a I'm a ticker head. Yeah. Well, that's my point. Is we're not going to be talking about I, Shadow okay, Man well, I, as a reference. I, 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 well, I mean, it's not. It's not a foreigner either. I, I, I but, think that this movie... But it, that's part of my point, because we use The Foreigner as an example. You know what this is? This is an out-of-reach. I don't agree with that. This is an out-of-reach, absolutely. I don't it's know. another I pointless, think... useless one. It's yeah, yeah, they're all pointless and useless. I am looking at out-of-reach right now, and I don't remember anything about this. That's movie. my point. <laughs> but that's... I, I, don't, I truly <laughs> don't believe that that's going to happen to me with, with this film. I do think that Ira will remember a couple of things about Shadow Man. I'll remember the syphilis thing. I don't that was know really funny. I'll, I'll probably remember him plucking the man's eyes out. I will give Shadow Man that. Out. Yeah. Um, you know, it had the, you know, had the Harry Potter lady in it. <laughs> yeah, the Harry, it had some things the going Harry for Potter it. lady. <laughs> it had some things going for it. That said, I don't know. 18 years 18 years yeah yeah, 18 or 20 years 18 18 years for shadow man yeah tell it that's that's all i feel that's all i feel for shadow man wow okay no i hated this movie i'd hate them all i hate them every week i hate the podcast (laughs) um 
<laughs> I'm going a hundred years. I'm going a hundred years for Shadow Man. I've made my feelings on it known. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. No. I just think that's an overreaction for Shadow Man. I don't agree. Tbh. I just don't agree. I think it has it coming, and I think Steven has it coming. And uh, okay, well, of course Steven has it coming. Well, I mean that's part of it. Is that it's, it's well, Stevenson's. Well, we aren't we aren't just sentencing Steven on the whole every week. You we can't just say Steven's got it coming. Well, he does, and he has it coming for Shadow Man. Oh, he definitely yes, does. He definitely does, and that is going to take Steven's total sentence, uh, including the life sentence that he already deserves. Steven's total sentence is going to be four consecutive life sentences in 2000. Well, I never said they were consecutive. Uh, well, it, it becomes consecutive just for the sake of... Damn it. I was going to say, you let him out for like 10 minutes and then he goes back in. Oh, you let him get a little taste of freedom. <laughs> Here's a taste of freedom. Two more life sentences. That's four life sentences and 2,952 <laughs> years. Jesus. And we are not halfway through but we are very close because dylan next week um we will be past the halfway point if you can believe it i i almost like don't even want to think about it because it's like that's like exciting and also not i know but i you know what now that i think about it it is like everything i mean i know like the distance between now and the end gets shorter every day but like (laughs) It's downhill now. It, yeah, it feels downhill yeah. now. Yeah, because we got a total of 55, so there's not going to be one that's like an even center. So uh, next week, we will be our 28th. So after next week, we'll, we will have officially watched more than there are left to watch. There will only be 27 left after next week, if that's you can beautiful. believe it. <laughs> Ooh, he's got four in development. Well, we'll see. I'm I'm really counting on COVID to do a number on Steven. And, uh, yeah, Ste- Steven's, been, <laughs> we'll Steven's see. been secretly dead for a few years, uh, yeah. for a few months now. Now, Steven's probably... You got the legend of Johnny yeah. Jones. Well, Steven's probably the one that they were testing that Russian vaccine on. I'm sure Steven was, like, <laughs> there day one to help out the, the proud nation. Um, you might have a sequel to Above the Law. Oh, I do not. There's no way. I refuse to believe that. I know that Phil <laughs> and I have talked about it on the show. I, I think that Above the Law is like uh, an actual movie that is owned by Warner Brothers, yeah. and they are not going to be making an Above the Law too. <laughs> no way. Um, well, I think that's going to do it for us this week, unless there's anything I have forgotten, any classic bits we do. Um, I did have a question. Yeah, go for it. I wanted, I wanted to ask Matt. I feel... I don't remember if I asked Will last week, and I think I asked Nolan, but I'd like to make it a thing, you know, when we have guests on the show, which is, Matt, uh, do you think that Steven belongs in the Steven Seagal Zoo? The what? Just conceptually. Of course. Okay. okay. Thank you. He's the mascot and a, and a uh, feature of the Absolutely. zoo. Absolutely. What would you throw at him at the Steven Seagal Zoo? If you could pick... Probably corn, corn dogs. dogs. That's a great pick. Mm-mm. That's a bad pick because I bet he would be thrilled to see a corn dog <laughs> He'd coming be at so him. So happy. Yeah, I'd throw a. He's flying at him. Or maybe carrots. <laughs> I'd throw some broccoli at him. Or uh, a brick. Spit it right out. <laughs> a brick. Jesus. Molotov cocktail or something. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, bear. Bear bait. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, that was all I had. That was all I had. Well, I got yeah. I got another question for Matt. <laughs> that I was gonna ask at the sure. end of the show. While you have me, what's um, up? As our resident monster expert, yes. what uh, movie monster, classic or not, do you think Steven Seagal would best be suited to play? Oof, Jesus. Um, hmm. It's a good question. Yeah. Really and of one. course, Dylan Jones, uh, you can in, answer too. In his 90s prime, uh, probably Frankenstein's monster. That, that is something that I was thinking. It, uh... <laughs> Nowadays, the blob. <laughs> Dylan's not going to like that one. New episode of Monsters Never Die, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Do the blob. Give it a listen. I mean, this is going to come out in like a uh, couple years, but when it does, uh, go, you, you'll have done a lot of episodes. But your uh, the Blop yes. episode that, as of this recording, just came out's a, a very good one. That yes. uh, made me want to watch the like seventies remake or eighties. I don't know. <laughs> 80s oh, the eighties remake. remake. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd never seen it, but. Um, you say on that episode uh, the controversial take that it's like your favorite of those 80s remakes so I, I gotta mm-hmm. check it out and uh, all our listeners sift through the uh, the wreckage and the rubble of the world around you in the year 2023 when this comes out to uh, <laughs> track down uh, Monsters Never Die because it is a great show uh, Matt I do want to thank you for coming on and uh, just doing some, some wild bullshit with this us you know what? I'm always down for wild bulls. I appreciate it. We'll definitely have you back on if you think you can stomach another Seagal. Um, and Hell you'll be yeah. a little bit more prepped for uh, what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll have, like, I'll, I know the gist of it yeah. now. <laughs> well, the cool thing about this show is you can pretty much do whatever you want, and we'll just let it happen. So keep that in mind for next week, too. Hell yeah. <laughs> Not next week, next I like time. that, too. Unless you come back next week. I was going to say, next week? Jesus. Oh God! Am I doing the the Michael Kirsch trilogy with you guys? What's oh well, <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll we'll wait until uh, we'll surprise you. We'll call you up randomly on Skype. Phone you. <laughs> Please do. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it. Um, we're gonna get into some plugs. A lot of our plugs are actually gonna kind of oh, overlap to a degree. Um, Matt, you yeah. absolutely should go first as our esteemed guest. All right. Uh, you can find me anywhere on the internet at the real Matt C. You can also find me over at uh, Monsters Never Die on the Talk Film Society podcast network, uh, where my friend Jacob and I go through monster movies and horror movies and talk about their the original, the remakes, the ripoffs, the sequels. Good times. Oh, that is such a succinct way to sum up your podcast compared to Dylan and I. Anytime <laughs> anyone asks, we uh, stare where we go. Uh, well, it's. Uh... Oh, well, um, it's, it's about Steven Seagal, but but listen, <laughs> it's it's not. It's not, it's not <laughs> Wait, why are you walking away? Come back. Um, yeah, and then of course for us, you know, Steven Destroy Podcast at Gmail dot com. Send us emails. Send us emails that are meant for Matt. We'll get them over to him. But uh, I just love to receive emails. Please do. And then of course Patreon dot com slash Talk Film Society. Uh, we're pretty much all all children of. TFS here, or uh, Matt's like the uncle, but uh, we're all family. So you know, sure. even if you hate me and Dylan and you hate listen every week, you can give some money for you know on behalf of Matt. And uh, you know, I just track down Talk Film Society. Lord knows yeah. I don't. 
just donate whatever you got and then of course leave some reviews on itunes uh wherever <laughs> podcasts are reviewed dylan you want to take us out or you, you do you want to have uh matt try try and take us out this week you know i'll, I'll have matt Go do ahead. it i'll uh I'll, I'll let him know what i i guess what i normally do which is that i um I, I do my, my very poor Steven Seagal impersonation and I say thanks for listening, motherfuckers, in his voice. But if you have another Seagal quote that you'd like to take us out on or something you just like to do in his voice or anything else. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can do a Steven Seagal impression. Yeah, you just kind of whisper. Thanks for listening, motherfuckers. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's going to do it. Starting to get scared. Starting to get scared. puberty. I will snatch every motherfucker birthday.